0: Well, hey there, amazing people. Welcome back to another episode of the Business and Life Conversations Podcast. I am your host, Angela from Angela Henderson Consulting, where I am a business consultant helping women in business to develop the foundational framework and strategy they need to grow sustainable and profitable businesses. Now, I'm really looking forward to this episode today today because so often in business, people are worried about getting new customers that they often forget about taking care of the customers they have and creating a really rich and juicy experience that will keep them staying with your business for a long, long time. And today we're going to talk with Leanne Weber from the Founders Team about the importance of the customer experience, what does customer experience mean, how it applies to your business, and we'll also give you some actionable tips that you can implement now in your business. But before we jump into this episode, I just want to let you know that this episode is sponsored by my new business masterclass, the ultimate four-step framework for creating a sustainable and profitable business. In my 60-minute jam-packed masterclass, you're going to learn from me my signature four-step framework for creating a sustainable and profitable business without sacrificing time with your kids, without the overwhelm, or without wasting any more cash. Also, what we're going to talk about the four big business mistakes that everyone in business makes and why they're keeping you from growing a sustainable business sustainable and profitable business. And lastly, I'll wrap it up in the online masterclass is what is working for businesses now and why most of what you're being taught about growing a business is outdated and wrong. To sign up for my on-demand masterclass, simply head to bit.ly, bit.ly, backslash, masterclass with Angela Henderson. And we'll make sure to also put this link in the notes. Again, the link to sign up for the masterclass is bit.ly, bit.ly, backslash, masterclass with Angela Henderson. You don't want to miss out on the amazing ultimate four-step framework for creating a sustainable and profitable business masterclass. All right, folks, let's jump into today's amazing episode with Leanne to talk about customer experience. Welcome to the show, Leanne.
1: Thank you so much for having me. How's your day going so far? Very good. Very productive.
0: So good. And you're, well, yeah, and you were just saying right before we hit record that you're looking at moving from the sunny coast down to Brisbane. Exciting times for you?
1: Yes. Very mixed feelings about leaving the beautiful sunshine coast, but I am excited to connect with everyone in Brisbane again.
0: So yes, so trying to, I'm sure juggling, you know, running the business, packing, you know, a variety of things. It always is, uh, yeah, busy.
1: Yes, definitely. But, we've been very smart about it though. So we've decided my husband and I to start packing a couple of weeks ago and just do one room every weekend.
0: Oh, well, that's a fantastic idea.
1: Very organized. <laughs> and listen, I mean, you're moving
0: down to Brisbane and as you know, it's, it's a pretty small world. I find like definitely in Australia, someone knows someone who knows someone. And what happened is I did a call out for podcast guests I had a few openings I reached out and little did we both know that you know when we connected that we were interconnected with three other pretty amazing business owners which is you know Steph Taylor uh we've got Anita from WordFetty, Stevie Dillon you know and it is like I say you never know who knows who knows you or knows someone else like it's just such a truly small world it really is especially in Brisbane <laughs> yeah like again I'm funny like when I first moved here uh, um, obviously from the US where I was in a smaller, I'm from Canada, as many people know, but I was in the United States Then we moved down to Tassie. And then I, I've already done my master's in Brisbane. But when I moved back this time from a, like, you're a little bit older, you're not going out to the pubs drinking all the time and all that. I was like, yeah, people, and I find that in Brisbane specifically, there's a lot of people who have been here for a very long time. So They kind of have gone to high school together. They've done the uni together. They're now bringing their kids up together. So it is like, again, that essence of everyone kind of knows everyone is really true, specifically in Brisbane. But collectively, Australia, you just, I'm always running into people who are like, oh, yeah, you know this person. So, uh, yeah, so welcome to the show. It's great to have you. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. So I always, as the listeners know, like to start off with a fun question because I think it's important that the listeners get to know you a little bit more for who you are before we jump into the nitty-gritty. So my question to you today is: are you a coffee, tea drinker, mojito drinker? What's your drink of choice?
1: Um, okay, so before 3 p.m.,
0: uh-huh. definitely like
1: coffee. <laughs> <laughs> After 3 p.m., I'm a really mixture. I love an Aperol spritz, a rosé red wine beer. Any of those would be fine. <laughs> You'll
0: take one yeah. anytime, And especially for those who've never been to Queensland before, our summers are extremely hot. Um, so, again, I'm sure any of those would be a beautiful uh, selection for you there, Leanne, on a nice hot day in Brisbane or just any day, really.
1: Yes, a lovely. Uh, we do like to go out for a beer on a Sunday afternoon at the Sunshine Coast in summer. And the Sunshine Coast, so
0: the vibe up there, again, for people that don't know, is a very different vibe. It's a little bit more laid back. Uh, I find that people are more likely to go outside instead of staying in their homes for the majority (laughs) of the time. Uh, It's just, it's a really great vibe up at the Sunshine Coast. So I can only imagine, you know, back in the true day, we would call them Sunday sessions. Uh, (laughs) Can't necessarily say I have many Sunday sessions anymore out at a pub or karaoke bar because the hangovers are way too much for my (laughs) life. But yes, I can appreciate the nice essence of a Sunday sesh up at the sunny coast. It would be fab. <laughs> yeah. So now that we obviously know what your three, before 3 p.m. drink is, what your afternoon drink and Sunday sesh drinks are, tell the audience a little bit about, you know, your business background. Where have you come from? What are you doing? And what does that look like?
1: Okay. So um, about three years ago now, my husband and I started a software development business where we build custom um, platforms for medium-sized businesses. And about two years into that, I was feeling pretty lonely. I was feeling like I didn't really have many business friends to chat to about the challenges that we were having or, you know, just to get general business advice. So I organised a mastermind meeting just by reaching out to people that I follow on Instagram, um, some people that I knew of and organised, yeah, a mastermind meeting to connect with people that kind of understood what it's like to be in business because my family and friends didn't really get it. <laughs> so I organised a mastermind meeting down in Brisbane and when I posted a photo of that on Instagram, I received so many inquiries from people wanting to join in, um, feeling the same way that I had been feeling. So um, within, you know, two months, I had another 35 customers um, or I call them members of the founders team and created a new business from a need that I had. So that was, yeah, and I just, I love it. I feel so, so grateful to be able to do what I love every day. It was only last year that I started the business and really found my passion. Um, I really didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. So, yeah, I'm very grateful and, yeah, just loving life. Basically.
0: Well, fantastic. And again, as I was talking about before, it is I love seeing anyone in business shine. But again, I have a huge passion about making sure that women in business, particularly, you know, don't fail in business because it's uh it's a high statistic for us. So mm-hmm. again, I love, do you know, I mean, good on you for again going back to what is it that really makes you spark and giving yourself permission to go like, Hey, I wasn't uh wasn't finding joy and happiness in what I was currently doing with the hubby and the software company and really, you know, um, validating and allowing yourself to sit in that and pivot, you know, because a lot of people, well, if I pivot, what does that mean? Or what will people think of me or et cetera? So well done. Do you know what I mean? I, my hat goes off to you because not everyone has that strength to do that.
1: Thank you. It was definitely a process. It didn't happen overnight. <laughs> I did have a, a little meltdown. I remember one Saturday, <laughs> one Saturday I was sitting in the bath drinking beer, listening to Ted talks about how to find my passion <laughs> <laughs> So it was definitely a process, um, but yeah, it's really good to be here now and in this space now.
0: Now, customer experience. Some businesses do this really well, others not so much, but in my opinion, it's imperative for business growth. I'd love for you just to start off by explaining to everyone, so we're all on the same page, what the definition of customer experience is.
1: So the customer experience is the entire journey that your customers will go through. So that's starting at awareness when they come across your brand for the first time, all the way through to post purchase or you know post service. So it's every single touch point that your customers have with your business. Um, you know how easy it is to do business with you, how um, your customers feel when they are doing business with you, and do those feelings align with your brand? So you don't want you know for example, you don't want to portray this really exciting. Um, over-the-top, out-there, extravagant tone of voice and brand if you want your customers to feel relaxed coming to your day spa. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Um, So great customer experience results in raving fans, it results in higher referrals, and it also can result in winning your customers over your competitors.
0: And do you think that the customer experience, then I guess, if you look at the foundations, because as a business coach, that's what my core specialty is, looking at the foundational elements you need for that overall sustainability and business growth. So customer experience, if you're talking about you know, awareness, et cetera, I'm assuming some of that would have to also go back to when you're initially starting just with, say, your messaging and your brand voice and all of that, kind of like as a package deal that then leads into that customer experience. What are your thoughts about that?
1: Yes, I definitely agree. And I feel like there is quite a lot of knowledge and education around those you know, beginning parts about getting your messaging right and getting your marketing right. But then a lot of the time people forget to think about their customers' whole journey from their point of view. A lot of businesses think about how I'm going to do business, how I'm going to set up my processes, but they're not really thinking about how that looks for their customers.
0: And have you found with customer journeys, what is your opinions about Is each business obviously have a different customer journey? Are there some businesses who don't have a customer journey? So because again, some business owners are like, "Mm, maybe that's not applicable to me. Maybe this whole customer experience, man, not really my cup of tea. But so what are your thoughts? Are there any businesses out there who would never really look at that customer experience? Or do you think every business, no matter what, should be looking at customer experience?
1: I think if you're dealing with people and humans, if people are paying you for a service, a product, Um, delivery of something you should definitely be thinking about customer experience
0: and when they're looking at that customer experience especially for say businesses who are in the startup phase and might not really understand the kind of entire process what are do you mean what are the five tips that business owners can do to kind of start implementing or unpacking I guess that to, to create a better customer experience in their business
1: So if you are starting your business, um, it's really important, and I did this for my own business, I kind of wrote down the steps of if someone was to come across my brand, how would they move through my business? What would that look like? And I drew out it kind of looked like a board game with (laughs) (laughs) people going everywhere. Um, So, yeah, really thinking about how they move through your business, how you can optimise, you know, your processes how you make them feel at every touch point. Um, and custom, implementing good customer experience doesn't have to be expensive. It can be, you know, such little things like having, if you, you know, have a day spa, having a little treat on their um, arrival for them or, you know, putting a little freebie, which you could collaborate with another business on in your package. When, so then when it arrives, your customers get a little free extra gift. How cool would that be? Super cool. And
0: I think, do you believe, though, do you see some businesses who focus more on the customer experience at the beginning of the journey versus at the end? Like, how do businesses really understand what to do at all those different touch points?
1: I think at the beginning, it's definitely trial and error because, you know, you haven't been in business that long. You don't really know your processes back to front yet or how things are going to pan out. Um, So it is I do find it quite a lot that it's more often the established businesses that are going back and looking at their customer experience and how they can improve and make it better.
0: Yep. And do you, and so for those guys that are out there, you said like obviously tip one, they can go out there and they can start kind of just basically get a piece of paper and start mapping out what it would, what it feels like and what it looks like for that customer to enter, do you know what I mean, into your business at any point, whether or not they're buying or they're not buying, what does that look like? And then what,
1: what else would you be suggesting them for them to do? Um, so my second tip would be to brainstorm ideas to surprise and delight your customers that work in with your brand. So there's no point in giving them a freebie for, um, oh, gosh, there's no point giving them a freebie for a co-working space, which actually I've done, yep. if, they're, if your customers aren't going to go to a co-working space.
0: Right. So, again, really, again, this goes back, and I know I didn't mean go on and on about it, but if you, st- there's, how can you create a customer experience if you don't actually understand your customer? Yes. Because it so again, going really back into that ideal client mode around what is it that they like? What is it that they need? What is it, are their struggles? What is their pain points, et cetera? Because like you said, if their pain point isn't that they, some people don't even want to get out of the house. So like you said, if they, if your ideal client is sitting at home all day, and they're quite happy with that, offering them a co-working space is going to be irrelevant. Yes. Yep. So, in what, so what have you found are some ways to be able to understand better what it is that your customers are actually wanting? Ask them. Yep.
1: Um, it's really easy to send out like a quick type form or Google form, ask them feedback. Um, if they've done business with you already, they would definitely have suggestions. My members for the founders team have had amazing suggestions for things that I could improve. Um, And then also, if you do ask your customers for suggestions, keep them updated. So if they say, you know, maybe you could think about doing this, let them know that you're grateful for their feedback firstly and that this is what you're going to do about it so that they feel valued and appreciated for giving that feedback to you.
0: And again, part of the touch points, right? Like, yes even the, yeah, like again, you're acknowledging and validating them. And therefore, again, that's going to be part of that overall customer experience, which means they're more likely to talk about it with other people. You're Uh getting out there, the knock on effect continues.
1: Yes, definitely.
0: So like you said, tip one for business owners to be able to implement better customer experiences, you've got talked about again, mapping everything up from what their journey is 2 you've talked about surprise and delight. What is number tip number three that you would give people to look at that customer experience?
1: Go above and beyond. Um, Part of this, I talk about it all the time and it seems so basic, but be a good human. So I think about, well, I see it happening on social media, people not replying to their customers' comments. Mm -hmm. Why? Why wouldn't you? Make them feel appreciated. Reply promptly. Reply to emails promptly. Um, I read a statistic that customers expect a response to their inquiry within four hours of sending it. Uh, and this can absolutely put you above like ahead of your competitors. So if if you think about it, if I was to, you know, and this has happened, if I was to inquire with accountants because I had an urgent tax question and I needed a new accountant, if I was to send out some inquiries and one person got back to me within an hour and one person got back to me in two days, who would I choose? Well, right.
0: You're, again, the, well, the experience has already been more positive with the first person. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I would also say that, we have to adapt to the times too. technology really does control us to some degree, you know, and as business owners, it's actually getting harder. I think in some ways, you know, like, and that's, a, that's a prime example is that person accountant number two may he, that person actually done nothing wrong. Two days, 10 years ago was actually probably a quick turnaround time. Yeah. Uh, really, you know, but in today's world, and again, I think this would be dependent on age if I'm calling a, a spade a spade, right. Is that, the younger generation wants a more quick, immediate gratification. They want Absolutely. an answer, to them, right? Yeah. Whereas, again, older generation, potentially me, I'm 40. Do you know what I mean? We're kind of like, okay, yeah, like, like we want it. Do you know what I mean? But we we also understand, like, hey, this is just the process. So, but again, knowing your ideal client. So, if that's the case, and your ideal client is, do you mean the younger generation? Well, then you probably want to have certain measures in place to make sure that you're capturing and responding in a quick and timely fashion.
1: Yes. I highly recommend to a lot of my um, members in the founders team to look into getting um, assistance. So if you, if you think about, you know, people that are going to be busy all day, you know, if they're in appointments, if they are a beauty therapist and they are literally not at their phone or computer and they can't answer, how can you get someone to assist you so that you are getting back to customers within that expected time frame?
0: Mm-hmm. 100%. So you're saying, again, go above and beyond, Yes. Yep. What's your tip number four in order to have uh, implement better customer experience?
1: Um, so this one may or may not be relevant for some people, but uh, a great tip is to get your team involved if you have one. Mm-hmm. So your team would be on the ground, you know, talking to your customers probably more than uh, the business owner and they would have multitudes of ideas. Um, but they also, the other side of that, they must be trained in your customer experience values, mm-hmm. so how they should handle complaints? Do they have permission and responsibility to kind of take ownership of their role in your customer experience? So, um, a good example of this is—I don't know actually how to pronounce it—but
0: Nordstrom. Oh, Nordstrom in America. Yeah, yeah, yes, it's like yes, a department yes. store.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> yes. So I've read so many articles and listened to people talking about this in podcasts, but they go honestly crazy above and beyond they do things like returning items you know giving refunds for items that they don't even sell helping their elderly shoppers carry their bags to the car sending handwritten notes so their team would have extensive training in what they are able to do and how they should go about that and how they should think outside the box so they they definitely have their team involved in their customer experience Mm
0: -hmm. and that's been again part of their um overall culture for a long time and yes. so again, I think customer experience isn't something that you you have to start somewhere yes but then the more and more you do it it becomes just like it's ingrained in like it becomes a cultural do you know what I mean
1: yeah yes absolutely
0: so you get the team involved and kind of what's that kind of final tip that you, do you recommend for those mm-hmm. business owners out there um, looking at being able to implement better customer experience
1: um, so this kind of works in with point number one about about mapping out your customer journey. If you're an established business, then I would recommend doing an audit on your customer journey. Um, So right through your processes. So I also offer this as a service, but if you're to take a step, I recommend taking a step out of your business, limiting your distractions and put on your customer's hat and look at your business objectively as if you were a customer and look at things like your website and how easy it is to use. Um, make sure all your links are working, how easy it is to check out, how many clicks they would have to do to check out. Or if you were a, a bricks and mortar business, um, what's the first thing your customers see when they walk in the door? What do they smell? What do they hear? How quickly are they greeted? So really, trying to take a step back out of your business and looking at it objectively as a customer and writing a list of things you can do. But then, I know that this happens a lot. Um, you write all of these recommendations, and then you don't actually have the time to implement them. Mm. So I, I, yeah, <laughs> I do it too. Um, I recommend choosing one thing. So if you've got your list of, you know, ten things you want to improve your customer experience in, do one thing a week. Mm -hmm. So then it's not overwhelming. Yep. And again, I think that's with
0: anything, do you know what I mean, in business? If you can chunk it down, it's not so hard. And the overwhelm doesn't, do you know what I mean, overtake or the anxiety doesn't start to come in. It's manageable. Yes. I I couldn't agree more. And I think, again, not just auditing your overall customer experience. I know what we're talking about today, but I also think it's good just to audit your business collectively do you mean from an entire viewpoint at times? Like I know we're bringing a team to do an audit on my entire business next month. Um, and again, being able to have an outside viewpoint looking in—who uh, knows what they'll find? Maybe they'll come back and say, "Yep, you're actually doing really well on things that we may think that we're not doing well on," or they could actually say, "Yeah, no man, that sucks." You know, it's so, so true. Like, I do think having um, other people looking in at times uh, is a super beneficial uh, part of overall, you know, business reflection that leads to business growth.
1: Yeah, I um, I recommend as well to people to if you don't have the budget to get a consultant in, ask your friends and family. If they have never really engaged with your business because they're probably not your target market, ask them to use your website and watch them using it and take note of any, you know, any places they might hesitate or kind of move their mouse around because they're not sure where to click or they seem confused. They're the types of things that you can improve because if they're doing that, your customers probably are as well.
0: Yes, exactly right. And friends and family, though, I would say the majority of time, I do not like to get them involved in almost anything, you know, that is a prime example where they can be super beneficial because you're not asking them for their opinion on X, Y, and Z, where they're just going to don't even care and just tell you whatever you want to hear. You're actually getting them, do you know what I mean, to be practical hop on and you're, you're observing them. So there's really not like an opportunity for them to say, Oh, that sucks. So you you wouldn't be asking them questions. Like how do you really like the colors of the website? Yeah, so, like, no. Almost just sitting there listening to whatever they say. And you're just, you're just an observer, right? Yes, You don't want to really want to prompt in any way. And I think that's probably one of the only few places that I would say that is a <laughs> huge benefit. Um, because sometimes again, when you put people to action, um, they're not having to look at you or do you mean, are your feelings and get hurt? Like, oh, Well, this sucks, or this does this, and you're like, okay, okay, okay. So, no, I think it's a great example of how you can utilize family and friends for sure. And why do you think business owners um, don't really take the time to look at customer experience?
1: I think it's something that's really overlooked or undervalued. So, people usually think that customer experience is just customer service and they can just be polite and helpful to their customers, which is definitely great. But customer experience takes it one step further. And as I said before, that can you know, give you raving fans, a loyal community that are going to re- recommend you to everyone and anyone if you go above and beyond.
0: Yes, and I know for me, I think a lot of customer experience also is very relatable from what I talk a lot about is that H to H marketing, yes. that human to human marketing. And it's not just about the overall, ex- you know, they not, they talk about it's, it's from the point of meeting and it's the interaction and, and, um, experience that they have with your overall brand. Right. Yes. Um, and that H to H, that human element, uh, I go on about all the time is something that is so often missing in so many parts of different businesses because they're either in survival mode. They just got to make a dollar. They're overwhelmed. They don't even yes. know, you know, so many of us, we started, you don't know what you don't know. Um, I think there's a variety of reasons, but I can definitely see how the customer experience is very much linked with H to H marketing.
1: Yes, I agree, and I think the the other one that can sometimes be overlooked is it doesn't really have a direct return on investment. It's more about the long term and repeat business and referrals rather than getting a lead
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, so I find that a lot of business owners focus on you know the marketing and sales and lead generation, but they don't focus on Providing that experience that's going to result in referrals, for example. Yes. Now, all
0: the time, I know my own coaches, you know, have said to me often, I I use the example of my customer experience in my free Facebook community, the Australian Business Collaborative, and people are like, but you're not, you're in a free, you're you're managing this very active free community and it's very great and so many people love it, but you're not seeing the ROI. And I was like, but how are you defining ROI, right? Because to me, ROI is relationships first. And that, that is an ROI measurable for me. Do I have relationships? Yes. Okay. Well, if I have relationships and I'm treating people like people and they're having good, do you mean touch points along the journey, which is one of those touch customer experience for me is part of being in that community. Yeah. Then, like, I can't tell you how many people every single week tag me in so many other groups. And I've never even met these people, they naturally are doing my advertising for me. So that is another touch point of an ROI for me by exploring what that customer experience looks like collectively. Um, So, and you also have to remember that sometimes people need more touch points in that customer journey because it's a higher ticket item or, um, it's a country's countries buy differently too. Aussies buy very differently than the US market and the Canadian market, right? So I think again, there's so many other variables that you could really dig deep about that customer experience. But you know, uh yeah, I do agree that most people won't see the direct ROI. Um, but it's a long term game, you know. Yes, that definitely a long term game. And so if there was any kind of final tips that you'd like to give um, those listeners out there today when you're talking about the customer experience, what what final words would you have for us, Leanne?
1: Um, so for, for service-based businesses, um, I always like to use hairdressers as an example because everyone can relate to it. There's so many little things that can just be implemented so easily that will make a huge difference. For example, how many hairdressers are out there that don't have an online booking system and then you have to call and you've got dryers going in the background. So if you can just start by brainstorming some ideas of really easy, really cheap things that you can implement, it can go such a long way to improving your customer experience and putting yourself ahead of your competitors as well.
0: Yep, no, fantastic. I like that the example that you use. That's a great one. And what are, if, if people are kind of listening to this and a little bit overwhelmed, I think again, what you've mentioned before is just choose one thing yes, and really start on that and then choose the next thing and go on. Again, I always say many times on this podcast is Rome wasn't built in a day. So, you know, just like your business is still evolving, your customer experience is going to continue to evolve also as your business grows. So it's something that again, needs to be on your Richter scale, in my opinion, as an ongoing uh, check-in because your customers, your ideal client could change as you grow. I mean, there's a variety of things, technology changes, what used to work on that customer experience is no longer working. So again, I think that point five that you talked about the ongoing audit has to be something that you're doing on a regular basis
1: I totally agree I'm even you know I've been doing the founders team for 10 months now and I'm doing this myself as well I know there's so many areas I can improve on I've when you join the founders team there's such a plethora of information that I need to give people so my next thing that I'm going to focus on is you know giving a welcome pack. And that's my focus. And then I'll have something else to focus on next week or next month, depending how long it takes to implement that.
0: Yeah, no, totally. (laughs) One thing that I like to kind of wrap up that I've just been testing is the final question is what do you know now that you wish you knew when you first started out in business?
1: Oh, um, that everything will work out. Yep. (laughs) I used to really overthink everything. But um, actually, so when I was – a lot younger I was 22 I started my first business and I spent all of this time and money up front before I had even gotten my first customer Mm -hmm. so now with the last two businesses that we've started we've found our customers first and built everything on that so that's my biggest takeaway
0: yep no fantastic and for those listeners wanting to get to know a little bit more about you where can they find you
1: I'm on Instagram a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my handle is Leanne underscore Weber. Mm-hmm. Um, And then that has the link to my founders team uh, Instagram as well.
0: Fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Leanne, today for coming on board and talking about the customer experience. And before we sign off, just please remember that my team and I will also be putting together the whole transcription for this episode at AngelaHenderson.com.au. And of course, I cover all sorts of related business and life topics inside my super active Facebook community. We're about to hit 6,000 amazing members in there. So head on over to Facebook and just search Australian Business Collaborative. I'd love for you to join us over there. And for the rest of you, have an awesome day, no matter where you are in the world. And I look forward to you joining me next week for another amazing episode of the business and life conversations podcast thanks again Leanne for your time today and have an awesome day everyone thanks for having me thanks for listening to the business and life conversations podcast with Angela Henderson www.angelahenderson.com.au